You're listening to the Stellar Life Project podcast, the podcast for modern leaders who are tired of hustle culture and ready to invite more ease into their lives. I'm your host, Deborah Stellingworth. I'm a master teacher and coach, and I'm obsessed with helping you avoid burnout, create a sustainable lifestyle, and still enjoy optimal success on your terms in your career or business. You'll hear inspiring stories of possibility from my guests, and you'll get empowering strategies from me to support you in creating and living your own stellar life. Hello there, stellar friends, and welcome back to the Stellar Life Project podcast. So glad you're here today. Today, I want to talk about one of the biggest challenges that my clients bring to me whether they're corporate professionals or entrepreneurs, and that is something that I'm sure all of you can relate to at one time or another, is time stress. Now, usually my clients ask me for tips about time blocking or time management, and they say things like, I need to learn to time block. I need to learn to manage my time better. And here's what I tell them. Time management is not the problem. If it were we would have collectively, as a human race, solved the problem by now. The last time I googled time management, I got close to 4 billion results. And that tells me that this is still a problem. And if we were going to solve the problem with time management apps and tools and tricks and all of the systems, we would have solved it by now. Now, don't get me wrong. I am pro- those time management tools, those tools that are like apps and planner systems. I am a huge fan of the bullet journal system. I've been using it for several years now, and it's been very effective for me in keeping myself organized. And I had some other things I had to get to at the root of my time management issues that were causing my stress that were leading to my burnout before the bullet journal system actually became a really effective tool for me. So it might be more accurate to look at time management as a surface problem or better yet a symptom of a deeper issue. It is not the root problem. And at best, it is only part of the solution. So the key, in my opinion, to having a more spacious relationship with time is what I call time mastery, not time management. And there are five elements to time mastery. And I'm going to share those with you today. And then I'm going to give you a really, really useful tool that's going to help you to get a handle on your time. Yeah, and just have a more spacious experience with time. So the five elements of the time mastery are, one is time sourcing. So this is a concept that I got from Gay Hendricks in his book, The Big Leap. He refers to Einstein time versus Newtonian time. So Einstein time is, you know, connected with the theory of relativity, whereas Newtonian time is the sense that like time is limited and finite, which is true, obviously, to a certain degree. But the sense of time sourcing that comes from this Einstein sense of time is this. It's, It's best explained by a quote from Einstein himself, where he talks about relativity. And he said this, when you sit with a nice girl for two hours, it feels like two minutes. When you sit on a hot stove for two minutes, it seems like two hours. That's relativity. So I'm not going to get too much into this today 
I go deeper into this in some of my other programs, but suffice it to say that you can tell yourself that you are the source of time and already that will reduce your stress. So recently I was rushing to an event. We're not used to going to in-person events. And so I was running behind getting there and I felt myself getting really agitated because I don't like being late. And I start telling myself stories about, oh, people are going to think I'm an idiot or or I'm disrespectful or I'm unprofessional. Yep. That's inside my brain because I'm late. And so I just calm myself down by saying, I am the source of time. I will have enough time to get there. I don't need to stress about this. And it was so interesting because I actually arrived two minutes early for the event. And that's a closer time frame of early than I'm comfortable with, but I was satisfied with it because I slowed myself down and I could have showed up two minutes early completely stressed out, but instead I reminded myself, I am the source of time. I will have enough time. I will get there exactly when I'm meant to get there. And that can be really helpful. So that's one of the things you can do. Time tracking is another. Like, listen, if if you ran out of money before you ran out of month, you be checking your budget and where you're spending your money and where you're spending, where it's going so that you could make adjustments so that next month you'll have enough money to get to the end of the month. The same with time. If I'm running out of it, I want to know where I'm spending it. Where is it going? And so I do recommend that you do some time tracking once in a while. This is something that I do anytime I find myself getting really time stressed again, really busy, is I start tracking my time. And you can do it for, you know, two weeks is a good window of time, kind of shows you where you're using your time. But if that's too much for you, I recommend you do it for three days where you're just like every 15 minutes, you're in increments, you're writing down where you're spending your time. And it will amaze you how much time you're frittering away. So it's not really a time management issue. It's about being aware of where you spend your time. We all know how easy it is to get sucked into scrolling on social media. You're just going to look at one thing or going to post something. And next thing you know, half an hour has gone by, right? So we want to time track and we become more aware of those things. The third element of time mastery is being aware of your time cycles and seasons. So in the last few months, I've been tracking the moon cycles and kind of checking what my energy level is like. It's actually been about six months now, what my energy level is like throughout the month. And that's likely, you know, it's connected to our cycles as women, men. If you don't have that, that's okay, because even you are connected to the moon cycles too. There's some people say there's no scientific evidence, but I'm like, you know what? The moon can move the tides and we're 90% water. So it's pretty good chance that it's impacting us too. And my personal anecdotal experience in my scientific experiment of one is that I am impacted by the moon cycle. For me, I have more energy around the new moon. I'm way more creative. I have ideas that I can follow through on. Whereas around the full moon, I just want to hibernate. And I know for some of my clients, it's the exact opposite. So it's just checking to see which one are you and kind of knowing that it will help you to feel good about how you're spending your time. If you know like, oh, okay, this is full moon. I just don't have the energy to do this. So I'm not going to stress about the time that I'm so-called wasting by resting, knowing that I can rest now because I'm going to have a burst of energy in a couple of weeks when the moon is new. So that's the third element of time mastery is being aware of that and tuned into that. And then the fourth is one of my favorites. It is my favorite. Time travel. So in his book, Triggers, 
Malcolm Goldwell. Gosh, I think I got that name wrong. You guys, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know I'm terrible at remembering the names and the titles of things. And I hadn't intended to refer to this in this podcast, so that's why I've forgotten his name. But the book's called Triggers. I think it's Malcolm Goldwell. Maybe it's Gladwell. I don't know. Sorry. But it is called Triggers. That I know for sure. He talks about the habits of behavior and specifically how we have a planner and a doer. And my planner is a hyperactive, crazy, acrobatic, but my planner is overactive and I can plan a ton of things and say, I'm going to do all these things. And my doer's like, I'm not fucking doing that. And so, you know, I got to make sure that when I plan something that I have to time travel into the future and check and see how does future me feel about doing that? Is she going to agree? Just this morning, for example, I agreed to an 8 a.m. appointment. Now, I don't usually take appointments before 10 o'clock in the morning. It's the decision I've made. I've designed my life that way. I don't like to talk to other people before 10 o'clock in the morning because I'm not at my best. Or actually, that's not even true. I'm at my best for myself. It's my creative time. I like to get ready slowly in the morning. I spent a lot of times, a lot of days when I was a teacher being in front of other people's children by 7.30 in the morning. I'm so done with that. And so what I've created and what I wanted more of in my life when I started my coaching practice was the spaciousness of being able to take my time in the morning to have yoga and meditation and, and then do some writing and get ready and eat my breakfast slowly. And so that's what I've done. So when I had this opportunity to have a, a meeting with somebody who I really want to have a meeting with, um, then I fast forward and I time traveled into the future and said, okay, future me, because I had two options. And the other option that was in the afternoon at two o'clock, I had a conflict. So it was eight o'clock in the morning. And it was actually a coach that I'm wanting to work with. And so I'm willing to get uncomfortable to work with this coach and to, to meet with her and see if we're a fit. And so that's why my future self said yes to the eight o'clock in the morning meeting, even though she's going to grumble a little bit when it actually happens. I've made a practice of doing that, checking in how is future me going to feel. So planning for future me to feel good about the decisions that planner me has made. So this is where I mean by keeping my planner, my doer in integrity. I want to make sure that they agree that we're actually going to do that thing. Because in the past, I would make plans for uh, doing something. Actually, here's a great example. I had a plan for probably about two years to clean the bookshelf in my office on Saturday afternoon. But I never chose an actual Saturday and I never did it. It always felt like this thing that I didn't want to do. It was going to take too long to do it. And when I started using this technique a few years ago now, the technique I'm about to share with you called ditch your to-do list because this thing was on my to-do list for so freaking long. And when I started using that technique, I actually did the task and it took me 20 minutes and I was like, that's it. I delayed this for two years. Unbelievable. So, you know, that's been part of getting, getting my, my, my planner and my doer lined up. So, which brings me to the fifth element of time mastery, which is what I call time discipline. And being disciplined with your time means keeping your word to yourself when you say you're going to do something. And I have a technique that I call ditch the list that I share with my clients and those who take it on will tell you it is life-changing. 
It will free up your time and energy. You will be in integrity with yourself. Your planner will not plan things that your doer is not willing to do. Your doer will have agreed to it ahead of time. So it's a really helpful exercise. So I'm going to share with you how you can do the ditch your to-do list. So it goes like this. You start, I do this Sunday nights, sometimes Monday morning if I'm busy on a Sunday evening, but it's usually a Sunday evening thing. A lot of my clients like to do this on a Friday afternoon before they end for the week. I like to do it Sunday because it kind of warms me up for the for what's coming. I sleep better on Sunday night if I have my week kind of mapped out for me. And if I do it on Friday, I still need to do it on Sunday because I've forgotten over the weekend. It's a throwback for my teacher days. If I don't know what's happening, I don't sleep very well. So I have to do that for myself. So on, let's just say Sunday or whenever you decide you're going to do it, you do a brain dump of all the things on your to-do list. And once you've done that, you have a look at your to-do list and you tell yourself, I don't actually have to do any of this. Now, there might be consequences if you don't do some of it, but it's true. You don't actually have to do any of it. You can decide, do you want to take the consequences or not? And I think taking that step of reminding yourself you don't have to do it takes some of that pressure off. It kind of lets, lets some of the air out of the tires, so to speak. And so the next step is to, once you've brain dumped everything, download it. And we do this weekly, by the way. And after a time, your list will get shorter. And once you've brained up everything you want to do, get on the list and everything you want to do, everything you need to do, everything you have to do, everything you love to do, get it all out. And then ask yourself, what else is there? What else is there until you've exhausted your mind? And the reason we want to get this all out, because if it's in your brain rolling around in there, it's just like an open loop in getting things done. And the author whose name I've also forgotten, Dave Allen, I think, in getting things done, he talks about having open loops in your brain. And by downloading this, we're closing the loops. And that will take a lot of that feeling of pressure off of you. One of the reasons we feel time stress is because we have all these things in our brain that we feel like we don't have enough time to do. And so by getting them out on paper, it helps us to manage them better. Because then we can see, do I really want to do this? Am I really willing to commit to do this? Is future me willing to follow through on this? Or is current me, planner me, just busy torturing herself with this thing that I'm actually never going to do. So this gives me a chance to release it and say like, am I going to not do this? Then let's just get rid of it and let it go. The next thing I want to do is to identify any obstacles there are to me actually doing these things on my list. So you do it on a separate page or you can do it next to your list. What are the obstacles in the way of getting these things done? Sometimes it's because your thing on your list is too big, like do a new website, when really your your to-do might be email somebody who can do the website for you, right? So, or it might be start a podcast, which was on my list for a long time. And then I chose to find somebody who could do it for me. Now, if podcast is on your list, I recommend you reach out to my podfather, Brayden at Podfather Creative, and uh, he'll get you hooked up. So if you don't want to learn how to do all the back-end stuff, like I didn't, he's your guy. Anyways, so if I want to meet a friend for coffee that I haven't seen for a really long time, but there's an obstacle is to find a date that works for both of us, maybe that's the first thing I put on my list. Find a date that works for both of us, right? And so 
we can break it down and check out what those obstacles are because sometimes knowing what the obstacles are can help us decide take it off the list or maybe that's not really the thing that we want to do first it's not the first step so once you've noted all the obstacles you've made your list you've noted the obstacles your brain will actually start to rest because you're no longer feeling like you have to hold all the ideas this is why they they say they i don't know who they are but they say it if you can't sleep at night get up and write things down then you will trust yourself that you captured it because if you're anything like me you wake up in the middle of the night with a great idea and sometimes i'm like i don't want to get up i'm too tired And then I stay awake all night trying to hold the idea from slipping from my mind. And so I find it better just to get up and write it down. So then I can go back to sleep. So do the full thought download, check out what the obstacles might be. And once you've done that, you get those things out of your brain, you'll have more space for wisdom and creativity because you're not trying to hold everything up in your memory. Okay. So And eventually your list will get shorter. Don't worry, the first time you do this, it's really long. It can be very daunting. So the next thing, as I said, you want to say you don't have to do any of this. The fourth step is to prioritize the items on the list. What has to happen when? What's the most important? Now, this is in order of importance, not urgency. I am not in any way supportive of this tyranny of the urgent, okay? Like other people's bad planning is not my emergency and it's not urgent to me. And so I want that for you as well. Look at what is the most important thing to get done. And this is really, really important because sometimes when we are struggling with time, what we call time management issues, it's because we choose the easy things first. We choose the comfortable things and we avoid the things that seem hard. And so we don't do the important things. And that's when we start to feel the time pressure right? And we do the important things when it's urgent. Okay. That used to be my MO. I would always save the important stuff till it was urgent. Cause I, you know, like papers, I'd write my papers at the last minute. And part of it's like, I do work under pressure and I don't like it. So I've been really working in the last couple of years to try to minimize that. And I still find myself doing it from time to time. You know, I've had three months to plan a workshop and I'm doing it the week before. And I don't like the stress that that causes. And so you know, this is why when I use this system, I can tell when I fail. If I feel time stress, it's because I've dropped the system. So anyways, if you look at your to-do list and you have tons of stuff that's urgent, it's because you aren't planning well. So when you start planning well, nothing has to be urgent. If you're willing to stick with this process, you can move into that space where nothing's urgent. You just feel on top of it. You get that feeling that you're longing for when you come to me and you say you want time management skills. Now, Once you've got your list, you've decided what's important and what's going to be prioritized, then you're going to move to your calendar. You're going to open up your calendar and this is going to take a little bit of time. You're going to get really good at it, but it's going to take some time to create a new habit around this. You don't want to do this step. I know you're not going to want to do this step because it takes time. You're like, I don't have time. Why is she asking me to do something that's going to take time when I'm trying to make more time? This is the secret to accessing the time freedom that you are longing for. This is the secret to getting everything done on your to-do list by ditching the list. So you've got your list and you're going to move everything on that list to your schedule. But first, before you do that, I want you to schedule your time off. Where's your rest time? Where's your creative time? Now, some of the things 
that you have on your list are going to require multiple steps. And I recommend that you plug those steps into your calendar. Because if you know you have to do step two on Tuesday, you're going to make sure you take care of step one on Monday. And then once you've moved everything from your list into your calendar, we're going to chuck the list. Now you're going to be really tempted to keep it because you want to come back to it. But the thing is, is that if you keep it, you're not going to get away from the time pressure that is usually caused by having an arm long to-do list. So you want to get rid of the list altogether. I want you to know that you don't need the list because now you have scheduled everything into your calendar. See, when you live from your calendar on purpose, you don't need the list. You can trust yourself that it's been scheduled. It's going to happen. And if you're not trusting yourself, this is where we get back into, this is an integrity issue. Can you trust yourself to keep your word to yourself when you book it in your calendar? If you book an appointment with somebody else, chances are you keep that appointment. But so often we don't keep the appointments with ourselves. We don't keep our promises to ourselves. So this is what I was getting at earlier when I said time management is not the problem. It's trusting yourself, it's being trustworthy with yourself, it's being in integrity with yourself, making your planner and your doer one whole, complete, integrous being, if that made sense. That was a lot of weird words. So the planner and the doer need to be in integrity. And when they're out of integrity, it's when the doer is like, I'm not doing that. And the planner is making all kinds of plans that the doer is just like, has not been consulted on. So you're out of integrity. When you're in integrity, when you're in wholeness, and integrity is not a moral term. It literally means to be whole. So when you are whole and connected with your full self, then your planner and your doer are on the same page. And so you can put something in your calendar and you know you're going to do it. And if you struggle with this, you're not the only one. I used to struggle with it. I received coaching around that because I needed it because I had a really hard time keeping my word to myself because I was so busy trying to keep promises to other people. And that's why I got myself burnt out because I was always doing too much and always saying yes to too many things. So we've thrown the list away. And by throwing the list away, you're choosing to live by design rather than by list, right? You've scheduled it. It happens. Now, if you're like me, You might say, but I don't know how long it's going to take me to do this. So I can't put it in my calendar. I don't know if I can give it an hour or two hours. Here's the thing. Give yourself the time and get it done in that time. If you allow yourself an hour, it'll take an hour. You allow yourself a week, it will take a week. If you allow yourself two years, like I did with cleaning the bookshelf in my office, it will take two years. So you may find that it takes a little bit of trial and error to get a sense of how long things take. So here's a little rule of thumb I use. I say every little task takes 15 minutes. So if you just have to do a quick email before I run out the door, that's a 15 minute task. It may not take you 15 minutes, but if you start thinking in those terms that it takes you that time, then you will have a, you'll start to get a sense of how long things actually take to do. So now you might be wondering, what about last minute things, right? Because when you plan right, there are no last minute things. However, I know emergencies can happen, people like real emergencies. And for me, real emergencies are blood, bones, and fire, okay? So a real emergency can happen, but if it does, you can handle it because you've created this calendar that allows for it. Now, if something is not an emergency, you can put it on your calendar 
or you can put it on your next download list. Because there really are very few real emergencies. And as I said before, when other people show up with their bad planning, that is not an emergency. So it's about setting boundaries, which is a whole other podcast episode we'll get to later. Okay. So if there's something you want to do that you're not doing, break it down. Your brain will do the small things. It hates doing big things, right? It hates cleaning bookshelves. But doing this will help you to honor yourself in the future. So when you execute for yourself, you will honor your future self with the delayed gratification. So even for me today, I actually, if you can hear my voice, I've got a bit of a cold and a cough. Thank goodness for Brayden, my podfather, who has edited out all the coughs that happened while I was recording this podcast. But I had decided I was recording today and I did feel well enough to record and I really wanted to do it because I wanted to have that feeling of being done this task that I had set my, for myself for this day. I've been looking forward to this for about a week. I've recorded a couple of episodes. I'm really glad that I did it. Future self in an hour is going to feel so amazing. Actually, I feel so amazing right now that I did it, even though I wasn't feeling well, because I could have easily said, oh, I can do it tomorrow, but I have other plans tomorrow. And so I didn't want to put it off. So there you have it. There's your ditch your to-do list. And a reminder, this exercise is not about time management. It's about you becoming a person who trusts yourself a person who honors yourself and honors your word to yourself because nothing is more important than honoring your word to yourself. If you are having a hard time keeping a schedule, doing the tasks on your to-do list, following through on your goals, it's because you are struggling with integrity. And I don't mean morality integrity, but I mean wholeness where your planner and your doer are actually communicating with each other and agreeing, yep, we planned this and yes, we're going to do it. So this is about, this is an exercise to help you learn to trust yourself. Now, the added benefit is that when you honor yourself in this way, you won't let anyone else not honor you too. And by throwing away your to-do list and trusting yourself to stick to your plans, it helps you to make your decisions ahead of time. So I decided before the holidays, I'm actually filming, uh, recording this right after the holidays. And I decided before the holidays, I would be doing this before the end of the year. And it feels great to have kept that word to myself, even though it'd be easy. I've got a cold. I've got lots of reasons I could have gotten distracted. I want to go shopping, right? So, but it feels really good to be able to trust myself that I made this decision and now I'm following through. And so when you make the decisions ahead of time, the need for willpower gets taken out of it. It's in your calendar. And that's the muscle we're building is that when you put it in your calendar, it becomes sacred. My calendar is sacred. I don't put things in there I don't intend to do. So you can apply this decision-making process in all areas of your life. Is there room for it in your calendar, right? When you plan your life this way, you get to let other people know when you're available. You get to decide when your free time is, and you get to show up for yourself in ways that will result in transformation in better results in your career, in your business, in your relationships, in your life, in your health, in all areas, right? Because all of the things that are suffering because you feel like you need better time blocking, your health, your wellness, your relationships, your money, all of those things, when you start blocking them into your calendar and saying, this is, I do it. Like my husband and I meet every Sunday morning for our money day and we check our money and we pay off the visa and we do all the things we need to do that happen. You know, it's like, 
it was a thing that we used to avoid. And now we do it every Sunday. It takes about 15 minutes and it's just a habit. It's on our calendar and it's sacred. We do it every Sunday unless we're out of town. And even then we will plan around it. So if you're willing to start honoring your time that way and honoring yourself this way, you will be amazed at what's possible and you'll be amazed at what an inspiration you can be for other people as well. So peace, consistency, and discipline is a state of mind that's available to you if you're willing to ditch your to-do list. Now, I want to share two testimonials with you. I don't usually do this on the podcast, but this one was, I think, really powerful. So I wanted you to hear it. My client, Patty, said, ditching my to-do list has helped me feel more in control of my time and energy. And Jeff, I've heard say several times that ditching the to-do list has been the game changer. He gets more done and he's more on top of what needs to be done. Now, if you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you care about who's experiencing time stress. And if you would like to take on the Ditch the List Challenge, you can head on over to www.stellarlifeproject.com slash ditch the list. That's stellarlifeproject.com slash ditch the list. And you'll get all the instructions for the challenge. Give it a try. And if it works for you, which I know it will, if you do it, it will work. Let me know how it goes. Until next time, ditch the list and stay stellar. See you soon. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and follow us wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. I'm your host, Deborah Stellingworth. See you next week on the Stellar Life Project podcast.